0: father he's a good 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 father Amen. he's a good 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 father and this is something yes sir he said to share this with everyone who believes that god has called them for a purpose for an appointment for a position for a promotion he said this he says this he says Before promotion comes, there's preparation. And before during the time of preparation is to work out all those idiosyncratic things or funny ways or issues or challenges that you have in your life. He also said this. He says, if you are not faithful over that which belongs to another, who will trust you to your own? Think about David. Before, David was anointed to be king of Israel. He, the prophet had laid hands on him. He was anointed. Guess what happened? After he got anointed, he went back out there to them sheep. Preparation. Then he got promoted to be the king's armor bearer. What was that? Preparation. What did David have to do? He had to develop the character to be king. There's a lot of people who want to be promoted. And they're like, Lord, what do you take? Why is it take us so long? Lord, why is not it happening to that? Lord, what's the deal? God's like, you're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. If you are not faithful over that which belongs to another, you won't be faithful to your own. See, a lot of people want the with the big stage and the lights and all that, but that's the, that's the small part. The big part is behind the scenes, after the amens, after the benediction, after the lights go off, when you got to deal with people's everyday life. And God is saying, if you are not faithful and diligent over that which belongs to another, he says, you're not prepared for promotion. Because guess what? The things that you are watching now are the things that you're gonna have to do. And if you're not willing to do it while you're with somebody else, you won't be faithful enough to do it when it's your own. My spiritual father taught me that also. He says, wear everything loose. He's like, you know, hey, you know, uh, you might need to park the cars today. You might need to usher today. You might need to, you know, do the uh, communion today. It Whatever is called, you're called upon to do, you should be doing it as if you are at the position which you are believing God, our God has already showed you to be at. If you're not willing to have that con- that kind of work ethic and discipline where you are at now, you won't have it when you get there. People say, it's like somebody saying, you know, when I get a million dollars, I'm gonna give my tithe to the church. If you won't tithe off of 500, you definitely ain't gonna tithe off of a million. Oh man, that's too much. God looks at the small. Men look at the big. God looks at the small. Yes, he also said to say this. He says, I look at your heart. People say a lot of stuff, God looks at the heart. He's looking at your heart. What's in your heart? What's your motive behind what you do? When you do what you do, what's your motive behind what you do? Are you looking to get glory? Are you looking to give God glory? What's your motive behind what you do? And he says, it is time out But that other stuff. If you're looking to be promoted, Because promotion doesn't come from the north. It doesn't come from the east, the west, or the south. Promotion comes of the Lord. And God promotes based off of faithfulness. First faithful to him, then faithful to whatever it is he's called you to do, no matter how small it is. When I got into prosthetics and orthotics, I came in the door as a technician, the lowest man on the pole, even though I had the credentials to be higher, I came in on the lowest level. You know what it was teaching? Character. If you're the small guy, will you act the same way on the lower level if you would act when you was on a higher level? I came from a quality engineering position where I was the second in command in the entire plant to a job where I was the lowest in the joint. What was it? Character. So I'm, he says, this is a word for those looking and, and looking past the pre- preparation time. You just want the promotion. He says, you won't get it until you let me to work on your character. You'll never get there until you let me prepare prepare you my way, not your way. Because a lot of people believe they got they're doing it the way God said. God says, you are not. You let God wants to prepare you. Let him position you. Don't try to position yourself. Book of Proverbs says that. Don't try to position yourself at the table and then have somebody tell you to move down to the other end. Let God put you at the table and then you don't have to worry about nobody trying to put you, move you from the table. God is the one who promotes, not man. If we promote you, understand it came from God. I know, but he says he says people look at. I was standing there. He's like, "I need you to tell my people this, particularly leaders, because if you you can't go A Z, it's A B C D E in God's system, not man's. You can. you, You ever see somebody lie, cheat, manipulate to get to the position and then lose it as quickly as they got it because they didn't have the character to keep it." You can have a lot of skills, but don't have character. It won't keep you there. God's looking at your character. I know. He's looking at your character. That's even like the songs that we prepare each week. Sister June will tell you, it, it's preparation over days of what song to sing, what song to play, what, how to, what order to do it. Why? Because the Father says, this is what I want now father what do you want i want you to do this i want you to do that i want you to do this because in the songs selection is a message and as leaders if you don't know how to participate in worship in the service you won't be able to lead your people because guess what you're not going to have somebody else leading it for you it's going to be you and if you can't do it in, again, what you're not willing to do somewhere else, you won't do it in your own. And God is telling, is, tell, is preparing leaders right now because he knows what's coming. It's not based off of what's going on in the States. It's not based on what's going on in Brazil. It's not based off of what's going on in Alberta. It's not based off of what's going on in British Columbia, Prince Edward Island. He's talking about what's going on in Ottawa, And in whatever area you're at, you can't make your decisions based off of somebody, what somebody else is doing. Because that's not authentic. And that's not, he's giving you grace for the place where you're at. So. That's what he said to say. Like it, love it, hate it. That's what he said to say. He says, people, he says, my people are as distracted as the world because they're looking at everything else but me. He says, time out. I'm telling you, if you ever expect to be, get what God wants you to be, you're going to have to do it God's way. If you frustrated right now because you ain't seeing it happen the way you wanted, you thought it was going to happen, don't look at God. Look at you. Cause God did his from the foundation of the world. We're leaders of leaders. And we just say what, I, we, we just say what he says to say. Like it, love it, hate it. If you upset, go talk to the father. But, but God, I, I'm doing everything you told me to do not the way I'm telling you to do it. And you've added stuff in there I didn't tell you to add. And it's subtle and it's easy and it happens. And he says, you're so busy doing stuff now you don't even have time for me. I had a conversation with one of my accountability brothers and told and this is what the Spirit of the Lord said and he don't mind me sharing this. He says, don't You Look where you're at now as a stepping stone to get to where I called you to be. Use this as preparation time because that's how God sees it. If you keep looking past where you're at right now, you'll never get to where God is trying to get you to because you're not learning the lessons you need to learn in this season. Amen and glory to God. It's the truth anyhow. We're going to give you this one last word. We're going to, and then we're going to pray. We're going to have two prayers today. This is the word of the Lord that He gave me yesterday. He says, "Praying for those who've been afflicted, are affected by COVID, and for those who've been who've already taken the shot, or are planning to take the shot." So today, we're going to pray for those who who have been affected by COVID and for those who've already taken the shot and for those who are planning to take the shot this is what he says he says according to your faith be it unto you according to your faith be it unto you he says he says the woman who had doesn't still have the woman who had the issue of blood believe when she was touched, that when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she would be healed, and she was. Blind Bartimaeus believed that it was God's will that he receive his sight, and it was done according to his faith. The centurion believed that Jesus would just speak the word only and his servant would be healed, and he was. Jairus said, if Jesus would just come and lay his hands on his daughter, she would live. And Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. He says, even if someone takes the shot and they believe that God will use this to heal them, they will be healed according to their faith. If you don't take the shot and believe that by Jesus stripes you're healed and you will still maintain your healing according to your faith, be it unto you. And even if someone takes the shot, but you are believing that no weapon formed against them shall prosper And that if they take any deadly thing, it will not harm them according to your faith, be it unto you. It's based on and according to that person's faith. Did y'all hear that? It's based on and according to that person's faith and they will be healed and delivered it's according to my word the father says i'm not limited to what man is trying to do i'm not limited to what man is trying to do and that's the part that the church has to understand god is not limited to what the world or the man is trying to do he says, I will show myself mighty and I will show myself strong. So, this is the charge or the commandment he's given to the church create opportunities to create faith, not fear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing my Rhema word spoken, word with miracle working power concerning any situation or circumstances that you're facing. So according to that person's faith, be it unto them, it may not, they may not be doing it the way that we may think that they should. We may believe that they should do this, but we may believe that they should do that. But if the person has come to the conclusion that, hey, this is the only way it's going to happen, God will respond to their faith. Because if you tell them it, if you t- tell them one thing and they don't have faith for that, they will get no result. It's just like t- somebody sewing an offering. If you got to sew an offering and you got to hold, you're holding on to it so tight that you know it's showing the white of your knuckles, man. Keep it because you're giving out of grudgingly or out of necessity. You haven't made a decision to, in your heart. That's what you want to do. So, if a person has made a decision in their heart, this is what they want to do. Praise God. That's what you want to do, man. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for them. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to pray. So, now let's pray with me. I'm going to pray in English. You pray in the Holy Spirit. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory, honor, and praise. And thank you for this opportunity. Become boldly to the throne of grace that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Father, for all those affected, by COVID, Father God, whether directly with, have contracting uh, dis- disease, Father God, well, I pray for them right now, and I declare that by Jesus' stripes, they're healed from the crown of their head to the very soles of their feet. Father, for everyone who's taking the vaccine or even planning to take the vaccine, Father, according to their faith, be it unto them. Father, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that you will show them, have other men and women of God to come across their path. <coughs> To show them alternatives. But Father, if that's what they choose to do, we pray for them right now. We declare no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue rose against them and judgment is condemned, and we find to be in the wrong. We declare, Father God, there is no counsel beyond you there's no counsel above you there's no weapon that's formed against them that shall prosper we bind up that spirit of fear we bind up the spirit of confusion we bind up the spirit father god of 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 chaos that's trying to plague not only this city this province and this nation and father i'm asking you to dispatch laborers to the north south east and west across this province to our public health officials, to our premier, to the prime ministers right now in the name of Jesus, giving them wisdom, knowledge with understanding that they will be able to see what is the hope of your calling and let them be able to see what is the direction that you would have this country to go in right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, we bind up every foul spirit, every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of confusion, every spirit of suicide, addiction right now in the name of Jesus. We bind it on earth, therefore it is bound in heaven. We declare and decree it will cease in its maneuvers and desist in its operations right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, your shalom peace where there's nothing missing, nothing broken and nothing lacking over this city, over the community, over this province and over this entire nation and the world right now. We say, peace, be still right now in Jesus' name. Father, we will use us as vessels of honor. Use us as vessels to to create opportunities of faith. Use us as your mouthpiece. Use us to be lights into, into a world of darkness. Use us right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily us. We will not murmur, we will not complain, but we will glorify the name of the Lord thy God and we will point people back to you and to your word and Father God there shall be a performance of the word which you have given unto us in this land, in this city, in this province, in this nation, across the world right now in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus covers every citizen, every person in our province. In our city, in our nation, in the world right now, in the name of Jesus, and wheresoever the blood of Jesus is, the anointing is there also. It removes every burden; it destroys every yoke. Father, now, Father, now, ministering angels, harvest and spirits, go forth, cause the manifestation of those things which we prayed for. In the holy mattress name, which is above every name, the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, confusion, you bow your knee. In the name of Jesus, fear, you bow your knee. In the name of Jesus, COVID, you bow your knee. In the name of Jesus, pharmaceuticals, you bow your knee. In Jesus, holy majestic name. And governments, you bow your knee. To the name of Jesus. We declare and decree it to be so right now, and it is so. In Jesus' holy, majestic name, let us all say amen. We trust God, period. We trust his word, period. God cannot lie. Man can lie. God cannot. And God said, I am not limited to the world's way of doing things. In fact, the kingdom of God supersedes the world's way of doing things if he can get his people to operate according to the kingdom of God. Consistently. Because sometimes with kingdom of God, other times we operate according to the kingdom of the world. And you know what that's called? The vision, which means there's dual visions. There's dual visions. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. I asked the Father yesterday because now with being in step one, that uh, churches are open. For more, They've always been open, but uh, yeah, more capacity can get in. And I asked them, why are people having their own site down, and they wouldn't have it a week ago? Two weeks ago, a month ago. Example. Complacency. People have gotten complacent. Leaders have gotten complacent. It's easier. Let them stay home. But a lot of the danger with that is many people who went home won't come back. Praise God. All right. Well, glory to God. You ready? All right. We're going to have Sister Rita come, and she's going to pray for the women of God in the city of Greeley in this province. And then I'll be right back at the station identification. In Jesus' name. Father God, we just lift you
1: up. Lord God, you are so magnificent, and Father God, I thank you that you are here with us. And Lord God, I thank you for Apostle Milt, and for the words that you give him, Father God, timely words. Lord God, as I stand here, I don't stand in my own power. Lord, I know that. Father God, because I stand in the mighty name of Jesus and in his power and might father God and I lift up the women in this community in the region of Ottawa and all across Canada father God Lord God I pray against the spirit of intimidation that has come against women that have shut up their mouths father God that have words to speak Lord God the enemy has come against them and said, you are not, you are not qualified, Lord God. I just pray for these women. I pray against that spirit that greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. Open up their mouths, Father God, that they may speak forth your word, Lord. And I pray for all the the single women, Father God, that have sing singly raised families father god and in the midst of it have tried to support their their families at the sacrifice of leaving their children to to video games and and uh, to the world to to uh, parent them lord god and now they see the results of that father god i just pray that you would comfort those women lord god and that no weapon formed against their children will prosper, Lord God, and that you have them in the palm of your hand, Lord God, and you are going to raise them up mighty, Father God, and they are going to come against the attack of the enemy on their lives, Father God, and they are going to speak forth your word in might and power. And Lord God, I just thank you for your forgiveness, Lord God. I pray for all the women that have have been uh, are victims of making choices to abort children that they didn't feel they they wanted or were gonna be an inconvenience to them for whatever reason, Lord God. I I just pray that you would heal the guilt that they feel for that decision, Lord God. And Father, I just pray that they would know in their heart, Father God, that that there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Lord God, I just pray that they would be spokesmen in your kingdom, Father God, and that you would use their voice and the pain that they have suffered through decisions that they've made to make a a difference in this world, in in Canada, Lord God. And Lord, that there would be an end to abortion. And Father God, Mm I lift up, the young women that that have been in fatherless homes father god little girls that needed fathers and they weren't there and they go father god looking for love in the wrong places lord god you be a father to them i thank you that you are a father to them and you will be a husband to them and father god you are raising them up lord god and they will be like the woman at the well they will be evangelists father god and i thank you for it lord god you are a good father you are so faithful to your word and we are we trust in you. You are trustworthy. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord God, uh, may it be, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. amen.
0: Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Man, I tell you what, there is nothing like, yes, sir. Many people pray in accordance to James chapter five. They said that the fervent effectual prayers of a righteous man make tremendous power available. But most of the time they believe that means loud and shouting and nah, but it's not. You know what it really is? Effectual, heartfelt. Actual, heartfelt prayers. <laughs> See, when a person is praying from their heart, not from their head, you get results. Remember, because the Father's looking at your heart. Excellent. Excellent job. Excellent job. Excellent job. See, this is it, yes, We Over the last few weeks, Sister Rita, we've ministering to pastors. And you know the message has been is no more shame. And we post every no more shame. Because when you're up op- when you're operating from a position of shame, because God doesn't shame you you're operation from a position of shame you always got to put on this air and everything has to be perfect unless somebody sees you and they realize you ain't but quiet as it's kept if you look at them you will find out they ain't either so how do how does god do it when he's brought you out he promotes you so you can help bring other people out Preparation is never wasted time. I told, I was telling them, uh, like uh, uh, when God was 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 bringing me out, He did mine publicly. He brought, He did the work privately, but we declared the work publicly. You know what we did? We disarmed the enemy, cause guess what? He can't use that against me. And guess what, Rita? He can't use it against you either. Glory to God. There's no shame. What? Yeah. What did you, man? I did it. Yeah. Crazy as I'll get out. Who crazy as Cuda? But guess what? Now, oh boy, I'm on the other side. I was driving down the road yesterday. I'm going to show this and we're going to jump right into the word. I was driving down the road the other day, Jerry, yesterday, and was talking about just how much God loves you. Just how much God loves you, Jerry. Just how much God loves you. Not that churchy kind of God loves you. I'm talking about that for real, for real, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around kind of love. And I began to talk to Sister Joanne about it. And before we got to the stoplight, I was in full-blown tears because you cannot convince me God don't love me. I know. It ain't a thought. It ain't I think he does. I know that I know that I know. In fact, I was telling Joanne... (laughs) I'm the child that God loves you. He loves you too, but I'm the one he really, really loves. He loves you too, but he really, and why? Because, and not that he loves me more than he loves her. Just saying my revelation of the fact of how much I know God loves me. No fear, Jerry, no fear. And you know what? What's up? That's good Holy Spirit. You've got to let them go through the process husbands want to protect real men want to protect but God says you got to let them go through the process because you will only deal with the fruit he's dealing with the root I appreciate it but I, I had to obey God this is what I need her to do you want to know what because it, it, when she did, when she's not carrying that around, she's a much, much, she's a great wife now, but she'll even be even greater. You're a great, great, great daughter now, but you'll be even greater. You're a great, great, great mother now, but you'll be even greater. Why? No more shame. I don't even let nobody show, invite me to the shame show. I just changed the trauma. Wrong number, click. Wrong number. In the name of Jesus. Are y'all ready for the word today? Amen. Yeah. Hey, here we go. Ooh. Oh, and next Sunday is Father's Day, so get ready for some barbecue and some, man, mm, some barbecue. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look at me. What do y'all think? I'm talking about pulled pork or something? No, I'm talking about real barbecue, like Southern style, in Jesus' name. It's good. It'll kill you, but it's good. So... <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 oh Lord, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I found out, Doug? Is, is is when we think God is working the least, is when He's working the most. We just haven't seen the harvest yet. You know what he needs? Keep our foot on the gas. Keep your foot on the gas. Don't give up give up. Are you crazy? You can't have my family. You can't have my loved ones. You can't have my neighbors. You can't have my city. You can't have my province. You can't have my nation. I don't care how crazy they are trying to act right now. You can't have them. Okay. I'm ready. Tag, I'm in. Okay. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings and said unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, the open of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year, of the Lord of the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified and they shall build the old waste and they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities the desolation of many generations who's going to do all those things those who the spirit of the lord is upon those who the anointing is upon and if you are in the body of christ that is you he not jesus ain't gonna jump off the throne when jesus come off that throne he gonna come and you're gonna have (laughs) Whatever sound is gonna be heard, and he, and you're gonna come, be called up and meet him in the air. And guess what's going He's not coming back down to do what he's already given you the authority and the anointing to do. Thanks, man, for that one. Amen. Oh, thank you. Glory to God. Amen. My amen section was a little was a little slow this morning, but that's all right. You know, y'all you're, you're still in a baiting in the spirit. Glory to God. Here we go. Amen. 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 Now, if I would give this, us... Father, we thank God and praise you for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with the Tyson words of man's wisdom. Holy Spirit, continue to move up and down each and every hour continue to touch each and every person across the airways. I decrease that you may increase. May you have your way in us and through us this day. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer, writing writing the very oracles of your word on the tablets on to their hearts right now. I yield totally and completely to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, and if I was to give this message a title, and I know y'all big on titles, so I'm going to give you a title. This is the message, title, from the inside out from the inside out. Now, last week we was talking about the, the hidden agendas and we was talking about before that, you know, uh, some other titles talking about what's done in the dark and bottom line, what it really comes down to is exposing what's going on currently and what's coming, what's about to go down. Are y'all ready for the work? Here we go, all right, here we go. Now, first of all, I gotta tell you, why is this message called, well, from the inside out? When we begin to get into it, you're gonna understand why it's called from the inside out. Now, where's the battle going on? The battle is going on in your mind. Turn with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm gonna start at verse number three, reading out of the Amplified Version, and it reads as follows. For though we live or walk in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh so let me newsflash you are in a battle every single day whether you can see your your enemy or not does not change the fact that you are in a battle every single day you have an adversary his name is satan his name is not the devil. The devil is a description of how he does what he does. That word devil means Diablo, means he's penetrating. He's trying to penetrate, 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 penetrate with thoughts so that he can set up what we're about to talk about here. So even though you, you live, you know, even though you live in the flesh, in your body, you are not carrying out your warfare according to your fleshly means, using your human weapons. So you cannot solve a spiritual problem with natural means. You cannot solve a spiritual problem with natural means. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Why? Because in the quote of Ephesians chapter 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So your battle is not with... Crazy Bob, what not crazy Bobby, but Bobby on your job or Sally right, That is not who your battles with. But they are what are our weapons for? They are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Now a stronghold is a fortified pattern of thinking. And everybody has them. And they're either you either got a good one or you have a negative, but everybody has. Fortified patterns of thinking. So a lot of you establish fortified patterns of thinking when you grew up in your mom and daddy's house. That's why you would be doing things certain way in your house, and then you go to your mom and daddy's house, and they do something altogether different. I know June won't mind me sharing this with her, sharing this with you all. But when we first got together and we started having dinner and stuff together, um, the way that they had dinner in her parents' house was much different than the way we had dinner in our house. In fact. In my in mom my and daddy's house, if you sat at the table and you smack when you ate your food, that was considered disrespectful. In June's family's house, if you don't smack when you eat your food, it's a sign of disrespect, which says you don't like the food, that's why you not make out that noise. Needless to say, If we ever go to Jordan's parents' house, our family's house, we eat dinner before we get there. (laughs) But because they already know that I would not be able to handle that. Will y'all please stop it? But it's a fortified pattern of thinking in their mind that they don't see anything wrong with that. I love them so. I mean, she's gonna tell them today that I talked about them, Praise the Lord. So it's a fortified pattern of thinking. And their stronghold. And what we're supposed to do is our weapons are used to overthrow and destruction of these fortified patterns of thinking. Not all, but the, the fortified patterns of thinking to refute arguments, theories, and reasonings, and every proud thing and lofty thing that sets itself up against or above the true knowledge of God so what we're saying is if you have a fortified thought way of thinking that tries to supersede uh exalt itself above the true knowledge of God whether it's an argument or a theory or a reasoning and how many people know you got all that going on right now you got all people who thinking all kinds of things that try to exalt itself above the knowledge of God and they're wondering why people are not buying a hook, line, and sinker. And guess what they're using to, to, to get it across? Fear and confusion. So we're, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but what we are to do is to pull down, th- overthrow, cast down any arguments or theories or reasonings or any proud thing, a lofty thing that tries to set itself up above or against the true knowledge of God and would leave every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. So if I have a wrong pattern of thinking that supersedes or tries to go against what the word of God says, my responsibility is to take that thought, cast it down, and replace it with a new one, but what the word of God says about that situation and circumstance. Now, we talked about this last week, how deception was running rampant, and Jesus was saying in in Matthew 24, verse number four, he says this, he says, and Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no man deceives or misleads you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will mislead many. That's why we always say you got to study it to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Why do you got to rightly divide the word of truth? Because people are roundly dividing the word of truth, and they're trying to make the Bible say something that it does not say. He also goes on to say, he says in verse number 11, he says that many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Who's saying this? Jesus. Who's he talking to? His disciples, telling them what they can expect to see in the last days, in the latter days, because we've already been in the last days. So if deception is running rampant, what does that deception look like from a practical standpoint? I'm so glad you asked. Now, we talked about this also last week in Isaiah chapter two, 5, Isaiah chapter 5, I'm reading verse number 20 out of the New American Standard Bible, and it reads this. What does deception look like from a practical standpoint? Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 says this, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. So what does that deception look like? People will begin to call evil good and begin to call good evil. Remember, It's exalting itself, arguments and theories and reasonings above the true knowledge of God. It also goes on and says that what he says that another way you will be able to tell, he says, they will substitute darkness for light and light for darkness. Who will substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? He also says, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. They're wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. So what does that mean? I have, I have disregarded what it is that the true knowledge of God's word says, and I am wise in my own eyes, and I am clever in my own sight. In other words, man, you can't touch this. I'm so smart. I don't need to go, I don't need to, go to nobody's church. I don't need to go to no, hear nobody talk to me about no Jesus. I'm, I'm a self-made man. You are already deceived because if Jesus, if God ever stopped giving you breath, you will be dead by the end of the by the end of the day. My alarm, I don't even, my alarm clock woke me up this morning. I can guarantee you there's many people around the world today, the alarm clock is still going off, and they have not gotten up yet. God's mercies are new every morning. He gets, He's the one He breathed air into your body, and you became a living person. So, what does deception look like? It looks like those who are calling evil good and good evil, who are substituting darkness for light and light for darkness, who are substituting bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, and those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. He said, woe are, are those who are heroes in drink and drinking wine and valiant men and mixing strong drink who justify the wicked for a bribe. What do they do? They justify the wicked for a bribe and take away the rights of the ones who are, who are right. Can anybody see any of that going on today? But it's nothing new because all these things was going on thousands of years ago, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, with the father this morning and I'm going to share with you about some, some ways or some distraction ways that people are using these, uh, carrying out these very things. Like last week we talked about, you know, this month, because they have this month that they're celebrating, they call it love is love, but love is not love. We found out last week there was at least four different types of love, uh, that are expressed uh and so love is not love that is just a re uh re re redefining a word and we found out last week that many people take words and it's the same word but they change the definition to fit their narrative we found out last week that love there's four types of love first type of love is storage love that's the love uh, empathy empathy bond that's between like a love between. Uh, parents and their children. You have phileo love, which is a friend love. That's why the city of Philadelphia is called the city of brotherly love. You got eros love, which is romantic love. That's another uh, word that we get our word in the English, erotic love. Then you have agape love. Now agape love is the unconditional love or the God kind of love, which means I accept you, love you, uh, I, may, I may not agree with everything that you do. I don't condone everything that you do, but it doesn't change the level for which I love you. That's the God kind of love. That's the kind of love that uh, one of the fruit of the spirit that you receive when you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit, when he moves on the inside of your spirit, he brings that agape love on the inside, you have it in you right now. Now, whether or not you operate it or not depends on the level to which you are flexing your muscles to develop it. Now, I was up this morning, he was sharing with me about this. There was a very horrific accident, or it wasn't even accident, since situation that happened in London, Ontario about a week ago. And this family was brutally killed by this guy, Who jumped the curb with his truck and ran them over? So he he killed four people and he he got charged with four counts of first degree murder and one count of attempted murder. The media, the province, the premier, I mean, uh, the premier and the prime minister of our great nation called it a terrorist act. They said they believed, the police said they believed it, it was a hate act and it was, a ter- it was a terrorist attack because of their Muslim faith. They had no evidence of that. When they did a research on that guy, they found out he had, he had never had any criminal uh, activity. He was attached to no hate groups whatsoever, but they labeled it a terrorist act. Right, that happened to a family, it was horrible what happened to them in London. This is why you gotta listen to the narrative. In 2018 in Toronto, a guy took a van between, uh, on York and Young Street and he jumped the curve and he ran into a crowd. He killed 10 people, he injured 16. You know what they call that? A horrible crime. It's the same thing. Guy did the same thing. Difference is the guy who who hit the family in London was uh, a European Canadian. The guy who did it in Toronto was from the Middle East. Same crime, same actions. Two different narratives about the same thing. So I'm like, how are you gonna call it a terrorist attack when if you look up the word terrorist, it doesn't fit the narrative. This is what the word terrorist means. A person who uses unlawful violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. It didn't show he had no ties to political aims, had nothing to do with it. Our prime prime minister said that it was a result of of phobia. He had no proof, still doesn't have proof to this day that that's what, why he did what he did. Because people do crazy. When people go into, when people was going to the States and this, this Caucasian gentleman went into a, a black church on a Wednesday night to a Bible study and openly shot and killed seven people they still didn't call it a terrorist act they called it a horrific crime what's the difference narratives it doesn't fit the narratives so people come together and they're all upset and they think he was people are coming against the muslim community one bad apple does not mean there's a there's a hate against all of Muslims. One bad apple doesn't mean that every white person is a bad cop against people of color. You cannot lump the the the, the uh, masses based off of the actions of a few. You know what that's called? Division. If I can get you into fear, remember the adversary needs fear in order to order to carry out his assignment. The word terror itself means extreme fear, violence, dread, fright, fear that originates, uh, uh, agitates the body or the mind. If if you're talking about somebody who's using unlawful violence or or using intimidation, especially against civilians, I can say that about the government. You create a situation of fear, and, people, and to the point where people are intimidated, if you don't do this, then this is, this is, this is what's gonna happen. That's, the, if that if we're using the same definition, that is terrorism. You can't have it both ways. The point of all this is, is when in the last days deception is gonna run rampant and act, uh, the way that they're gonna use it is by changing definition same words different definition why do we call this the inside out when the adversary is coming to create havoc most people believe he just works from the outside in and he gets some result but if he really wants to mess up the situation he works from the inside out let me give you an example back in slave in the slave days Slave masters used used to use some pretty crazy methods by which to get control of their slaves. One was, if you was a bucking, muscle-bound person of color, male, and you could raise people, you was a leader, and if they wanted to break you or, or cause you to stop bucking, Jerry, this is what they would do. They would first they would beat, they would tie you down, strip you naked, and tie the guy's arms in four different directions with ropes. And then they would beat him, Jerry. And then this was what he would, this is the next perverted thing that they would do, June Then they would get a slave master from another plantation to come over and sodomize the guy in order to he, totally. Humiliate, embarrass him, and if they said if they'll do it to him, and he's the strongest guy here, they'll do it to us. Another thing that they used to do, Doug, is they would take when in the, in the states during the time of the voter registration and and what what the Klansmen used to do and other people who who had hate towards people of color. What they used to do is they would. If a woman talked about that she wanted to get voters rights in whole nine yards, what they would do is they would beat her, rape her to, to intimidate her, and she would be assigned. If any of you all do try to go out there and get voters rights, this same thing is gonna to happen to you. What was the whole thing? Was it called terrorism then? Nope, you know what it was called? That when, they, when the women would go and report it to the police, the police would say, you was a prostitute. You was a street worker. You had to do something to bring it on yourself. It all comes down to trying to control the narrative. So why is it inside out? Another method which they used to use is this. It's called crab in the burrow. Crab in the burrow. What they would do is they would have a light skin, person of color and a darker skinned person of color, the light-skinned person of color would work in the house, the dark-skinned person of color would work in the field. Now you don't have now they're too busy fighting against one another because now I just created division between the two. That they don't they can't form together in order to fight the real enemy and that was the slave owner. So what does the adversary do? The adversary will plant people who are offended, who are bitter, who have no, who who, who, are, who are may not be as mature in the word. He will plant them in your church. They'll come to church with you on Sundays, and he knows that they're already in offense because he's been working on them all, all for years to get. And they're in offense, the and they're not, and they're not looking to forgive nobody. And there, what he knows that all you got to do is is wait for that person, whether it's male, female, leader, whatever the case may be, to say something that's going to trigger them. And guess what? They will start to do. They will create division. And division, if not dealt with, creates church separation. What did you just do? I just totally disarm your church and everybody because you got people on this side you got people on this side that's why he said at the very beginning when you're talking about leaders if a leader is looking past the preparation time they believe that they should be there before their time they will create division and when they create the division what do they end up doing they have one part of the church side with them the other part of the church sides with the with the leader with the with the pastor or leader and guess what you just have division. You just got used by the enemy. So Malachi chapter 3, I know you're excited this morning. Malachi chapter 3 shows you a different version, shows you an example of this. Malachi chapter 3 verse 13 says this, in an amplified version, your words have been strong and hard against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you god says you have said <clears throat> it is useless to serve god and what profit is it that we keep his ordinances and walk gloomily and as if in mourning apparel before the lord of hosts they like what's the big deal with serving God? and i'm trying to do all that stuff man and it ain't doing me no good shoot this is, and this is what they say. And now we, remember it talks about being wise in your own eyes and clever in your own sight. And now we consider the proud and arrogant to be happy and favored. Evildoers are exalted and prosper. Yes, and when they test God, they escape unpunished. These are people who are in covenant with God and they're saying, was there's no profit in serving God. Guess what happened though? It didn't say they said it out of their mouth. It's what they were saying in their heart. Remember, it didn't say Satan when he was, when Lucifer, before he became Satan, it didn't say he said it out of his mouth. It says it was found in his heart where he had lived in him, I will exalt myself above the Lord. I will sit upon the high throne. I will do this and I will do that and I will be It and it says iniquity was found in his heart. Mm-hmm. Jerry, this is where we're going to end. Willfully ignorant. Willful. Willfully ignorant. Now, 2 Peter chapter three says it this way, verse three. To begin with, this is Peter talking, to begin with, you must know and understand that scoffers or mockers will come in the last days with scoffing. People who will walk after their own fleshly desires and say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the forefathers fell asleep, all things have continued exactly as they did from the beginning of creation. For they will willfully overlook and forget this fact, that the heavens came into existence long ago by the word of God and the earth also, which was formed out of the waters by means uh, formed out of the waters, and by means of water, through which the world that then existed was deluged or overflowed with water and perished. So they're going to forget the fact that when God created the heavens and the earth, He did it with His Word, and how the that that world that the earth at that time was overflowed with water then what did god do by that same word the present heavens and earth have been stored up reserved for fire in other words he's when he created the heavens and earth he used words when he recreated and put everything back in order he still used words and people are willfully ignorant of these things Now, what does that word willfully mean? Governed by the will without yielding to reason. Abstinent, stubborn, perverse, unflexible. And ignorance means, don't mean stupid. Ignorance means uh, destitute of knowledge. So they are destitute of knowledge, uninstructed, uninformed. So they have governed their will without yielding to reason so they have become destitute of knowledge, uninstructed and uninformed. What is all this setting up to do, Jerry? Apostasy. Apostasy. And apostasy means an abandonment of what one has professed a total desertion or departure from one's faith and religion. This is how it all started, remember? The weapons of our warfare are our carnal. And what do we have to do? Refute, put off, throw down, pull down arguments and theories and any high thing which tries to exalt itself up above the true knowledge of God. And all these things that we've been talking about up to this point, our demonstration that people are being willfully ignorant of the true knowledge of God. They've made a decision in their heart. Not just in their head. They made a decision in their heart. Hey, I don't care about that. I'm going to call good evil. I'm going to call evil good. I'm going to call bitter sweet. I'm going to call a sweet bitter. In fact, man, I'm wise in my own eyes. I'm clever in my own sight. And guess, and the people who he's talking to in all those examples was the church. In Isaiah chapter 5, he's talking to the children of Israel. In Malachi chapter 3, he's talking to the children of Israel. When Paul was talking to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he's talking to the church of, at Corinth. When Peter was talking, he was talking to believers. And he's telling you all these things. And when Jesus was talking about the last days and, and about the deception and everything, he's talking to the church. And what is it? All, all that balled up in a great ball of wax comes to one conclusion. This is what apostasy looks like, which is an abandonment of what one has professed, a total desertion or departure from one's faith or religion. And what did Jesus say? You gotta guard against this because all these things are gonna be happening in the last days. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna have false prophets rising up, and it's going to lead many away. And the thing about about the about deception is there's always a form of the truth involved. Can I can I tell you this one little thing and we're gonna quit? Do you wanna know why that the whole push about about pride and and, you know, it says God resists the proud, but about pride and about uh, same-sex and all that good stuff. Remember, we, we love the people, love the people, love the people. But do you want to know why, it has to, why such a rise of it has come up in the last 10, 15, 20 years? Daniel chapter 11 talks about the Antichrist. And he, he says he will have no desire for God, but he will also have no desire for a woman either. Can I tell you something? Many believe he's already in the earth and he's in he, he's in uh, Europe. And he, but he's not going to come on a scene like you think. He, he's very Charismatic. And he's going to come in the midst of chaos. And he's going to to convince people he has a solution. Mm -hmm. But it's only to bait them in before he springs his trap. Mm -hmm. There's always a why. Mm -hmm. This This is the why. In fact, in the United States, six years ago, they had a law called the Defense of Marriage Act, which l- Supreme Court had they had uh, defined marriage between a man and a woman, and it was illegal for two people of the same sex to get married. They made they could they what they did is they said that law was unconstitutional. They couldn't change it. They just said it it was unconstitutional, which gave people a right to be able to marry one another. They just changed the definition. Is this a bash? Absolutely not. This is just telling people know what it is that's going on. We don't hate the people. Why? Because they just pawns in the game. Love them, love the people. But fornication is fornication. Whether it's heterosexual, same thing, it's fornication is fornication. Any any sexual acts outside the confines of the Bible definition of marriage. Doesn't matter who it is. Amen. Amen. The adversary is working from the inside out. So Now that you know that you got to guard, like it says Proverbs 23, you got to guard your heart because out of your heart come the issues of life and it's going to be people who are closest to you inside out. So Father, we thank God and praise you for this opportunity in your word. Thank you, Father God, for the word that came forth today. Thank you, Father God, for hearing our prayers, not only hearing our prayers, but also answering our prayers. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. And you ask the question, why would you say this on a Sunday morning? Because the Father says, you cannot be silent. Silent. My assignment is simple. What he shares with me in the dark, I will proclaim in the light. What What he whispers in my ear, I will proclaim it from the rooftops, whether it's popular or not. We will not be silent because if we be silent, our gospel is hid to those who are lost. Mm. So, if you've never accepted Jesus before as your personal Lord and Savior, you'd like to do so today. Because, you know what? Why would God say all this to you? Why would God warn everybody about what's about to go on and what's going on currently? Not because He hates them. It says, Who the Lord loves, he disciplines or chastens or he corrects by through his word, not through sickness and disease, not poverty and lack, not putting a famine on you. Those are all works from the adversary. God corrects through his word because he loves us. He loves us so much that he says, I don't want you to be ignorant about what's going on. I'm going to tell you. So he's telling us, hey, this is what's going on. So, so you don't get caught up in all the noise because what they're talking about on the media is just noise. It's not always the truth, which we've already been able to prove today. Is What they say is not always true. Not even what politicians say is already always true. How do you know if they lie? They open their mouth. It's not always true, but God is always true. Mm-hmm. Jesus is always true. And he told me to tell you that he loves you. And he says, I extend this opportunity to you that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So pray this prayer with me. Say it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart and and you will be born again, showing up right now, which puts you back in right relationship with God, puts you back into the kingdom of God, and then helps you to be prepared for life everlasting. So say this with me, dear heavenly father, Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, save me now. Come into my heart. I'll make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. I believe I'm saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and filled with the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we want to welcome you into the family, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you back into the family, back into the kingdom back into right fellowship so what do you do now now that you're born again now you got to get in a word-based church because being born again is just the first step uh, being born again or learn how to live life in the kingdom of god is your next step now what does that mean you got to find a church that will teach you about the death burial, resurrection of jesus christ and also about the blood and how to practically apply the word of god to your everyday life we believe Ignite Depot is that place and we would love to have you. Uh, all you have to do is go to info at ignitedepot.com. That's info at ignitedepot.com and register. And we, we you know come in, we'll do the COVID screening and, and uh, physical distancing and man, you can participate. Or if you're too far away, because if you're in another country or you know, you're know you too in another province, man, continue to watch us online. We'll be here every week at 9.30 sharp, on uh, 9.25 sharp on Sunday morning because we begin pre-service prayer at 9.25 and then by time 9.30 comes. We're all adding our faith and all adding our supply of the anointing into the service. So on behalf of Sister Joanne and all those who are here at at the Ignite Brigade, we want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you and you have a great week. (music) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.